Yo, 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 what it do? Thank you all for tuning in to our Life After Death episode. Just want to let you know this is going to be a two-part episode just because of how much information uh, we discussed. And, you know, the crew had a really good conversation um, on this day. So in the first part, we're going to discuss how do you deal with death? You know, how do you plan for it? Estate planning, making sure that we have uh, our death prepared and planned so that our loved ones and children don't have to go through, you know, a rough time. And it's an easy transition. In part two, we're going to discuss if I could talk to somebody beyond the grave, who would it be? Would it be a loved one? Would it be some somebody famous and what would you say to them and then lastly we discussed you know why black people take so long to go to the hospital and get treated um we got a couple of guests on in this episode who talk about their own personal medical issues and what they have been dealing with in the aftermath of not getting treated in a timely manner so please stick around uh, make sure you listen to all the episodes um hit us up on social media to discuss any of these topics you know i would love to hear from you all and as always fuck your feelings one Welcome to another episode of Fuck Your Feelings. I'm your host, Brunson. I got the crew on the line. What's going on, fellas? I got uh, Maverick. What up, though? Mr. K. What up, though? The boy, King Keys. Hey, how are y'all doing out there? Smitty. What up, what up, what up? And then the bro, what's going on? What's up, sir? I got to find a nickname for you because I'm Brunson, so you can't be Brunson. <laughs> so. Old Man River. Oh man, yeah. Can I say? Can I? Can I say one thing? Hey. Why you got? Why you? Why you in the screen like you're like a, like a grandma on Facetime? <laughs> Who me? Say leaning yeah, to the side. I, actually, I have no idea. I'm over leaning to the side because the mic over here, but I don't know why I'm so close. Not that like, you mentioned. You got so much back, background space in this. I see you, baby. <laughs> where I talk to? Where, where oh, I talk okay. To? <laughs> and hey, say goodbye to Phil, y'all. All right, you know. <laughs> Uh, Maverick. All right. Maverick. No, no, that know. nigga feel now. Nah. He he feel now. Nah. He lost his Maverick privileges. <laughs> he demoted me. <laughs> Just that quick. I was doing good, and now you got to be probably feel. Uh, but so, but y'all doing good? Y'all y'all out here? Y'all y'all safe? Y'all being healthy? All right. That's what's hey, up. Bro, have any of y'all got any weird packages from China? No. No. <laughs> Man, y'all ain't been seeing that shit on the news where they send like these packages with these seeds and shit in it. I just got that shit delivered to my crib, man. I don't know what the fuck. And you opened it? I threw that shit away. Did you open it? Yeah. Oh, my God. You got the anthrax. Nigga, I'd have called Bomb Squad. I'm staying away from you. All right. Like, oh I ain't know what that shit like. Yeah, shit. The Nerona over here, nigga. Matter of fact, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you really my brother? <laughs> I, mean, I got to do a 10 question. You, you got to answer some questions first. Uh, yeah, man. We used to play a game running across the running around as somebody stood at the top of the stairs and somebody stood at the bottom of the stairs. What did we throw at each other? Uh hockey puck. Um this about folks don't play hockey. Quarters. Yeah. I got hit with something in the head. What was it? Uh quarter, I think. Yeah. I hit you with the with the hella pump fake and you dodged and came back up and it was bow right in your shit. 
Y'all had a random play it again sports hockey puck in the house. And the thing came from us. the video game. Yeah, remember and the NHL like hockey? Mute, I think. Yeah, it was a Mario and Mute hockey puck. Chris, from what I've heard, you are a mean brother. Uh, no, we played them games together. No, no, no. I've heard stories, man. You are a mean brother. Like, like the, the nigga I know, I would not have thought it. Like, I would have hated your ass. Like, why he keep fucking with me? I'm about to fuck this nigga up. Hey, don't he sound like somebody court. in a domestic violence dispute? You was like, I heard you hear her. No, we was wrestling together. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, suspect. Uh, is no, she ran her face. She, she ran her face into my fist. I don't, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Nigga, I mean, y'all, you see, that's how rumors get started. I need to stop playing. Just putting I, putting her neck in my in my uh, palm. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> too soon. Too soon. Abort. All right. Now it's King Kings for you guys, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, wish him good luck in his endeavors going forward. Excellent um, form. All right. So we're going to go ahead and get the show started. Glad to hear y'all fellas are doing well. Um, so... We we're having a show and we, we were talking or me and Smitty we were talking about these topics. We wanted to come up with it because it's important, especially in the black community. And that's how do you deal with death? Um and and I know it's you know it's kind of a morose topic to you know kind of start off with or you know have, but at the same time in the black community, we really don't speak about planning for the end, right? Um, it, it usually just happens, and when it happens, we usually leave our children or our family members struggling or trying to figure out how to cope with death, but all that comes with it, with your debt and any other issues. So I'm going to go ahead and start off with who I'm going to start off with. Smitty. I'm going to go with Smitty first because he's the only one at eating right now. Um, <laughs> how, did he, how did you plan with the plan for death, Smitty? Like, should you even plan for death? Do you get a will, estate planning, a living trust? Like, like, what is your thoughts in regards to death? Well, I think that you, in order to make, I think, let me back up. I think the thing that scares us about death is the unknown, right? And so if you start to um, plan for for uh, for the end, I think you become more comfortable with it, and I think we just touch, we tiptoe around it because we're scared of it. But when you start to plan, we know we're gonna, we're no, we know it's gonna happen, right? So you know, you don't want to leave your family, you don't want to leave people behind, you don't want to do all that stuff. But if you plan for it, like ultimately, it's like, if, is my family gonna be okay? Well, let's start to plan for it. Let's make wheels. Let's make sure our states are in order. Make sure um, we have a good amount of life insurance, um, so that we can do those things that when we do, if we do pass on, that we have our family taken care of and our family's best interest in in mind, right? And so, uh, even planning for your funeral, like you know. It, it, you can start paying for it early. There's, there's, you can go in and and plan out your funeral ahead of time and get a package and start paying on it. So when it comes down to, um, when it comes down to your uh, your final expenses, they're already paid for. You can start doing that now. So your funeral is already planned out. Um, so you don't have to worry. Your family doesn't have to worry about. It. They just can just show up, right? Um, it's not a big, it's not a big deal for them because that's where a lot of that stuff goes and you can take that pressure off um, and have all that stuff kind of planned and ready to go. I think, you know, if you think about just outside of death, planning anything is, is better than going into it blind. Right. Because you don't know you, right. you, because you go scared because when you're, when you don't know what's going to happen, but if you start planning and, uh, and adjusting things, you can really 
ease some of those tensions that you have. I understand that. So let me ask you, if you don't mind sharing, do you at this point have an estate plan or will, um, or even life insurance? Do you have any of that uh, for yourself right now? I do. I have a will. I have um, my estate plan planned out. Um, it's not, uh, and I have life insurance, um, but I, there are some ways to make your, your, uh, your estate more tax insulated. Um, and I haven't done a lot of that by opening trusts and things like that to kind of keep uh, things from taxes and things like that and keep things out of right. probate. So, uh, so I've done some of those things. Um, so that kind of helps, you know, if you are, um, if you are trying to keep things out of public eye and out of probate and things like that, one of the good ways is using the built in contractual things around those objects, right? Like a house, right? Mm -hmm. You can, you can, um, you can do things to your house ahead of time. So it does, it transfers seamlessly without you even, without it going through probate or being in your wheel, because um, ultimately the only thing about a will is it identifies where your things go, but it still goes to probate and everything in your will is public once it goes through probate. So if you don't want people to know like what you had, I'm, I'm not saying people ever going searching for. But still, you don't want, you don't, you know, you don't want yeah, to have, but, if you can prevent it, you yeah. know, so, you know, you could do a lot of things built in like life insurance don't go public. Like, so nobody knows my life insurance you have and how much money do people get. But like when you have a will, your will should be those odd things that you can't automatically, you can't transfer um, easily. Um, right. So like, you know, if you think about it, vehicles, you you can give your vehicle away, but if, if you're still using it, you know, you may have to put your vehicle in your wheel. So, because there's no, if you paid it off, there is no kind of transfer kind of mechanism for it and things like that. So um, just keep in mind, um, there's some public things and there's some options. And there's also some, there's a couple of kind of trusts, right? There's a living trust. There's a, uh, a testimony, a testimonial trust, I think it's called mm -hmm. um, where you, it happens at uh at death, right? So when you, be, when you die, it becomes, it, it actually forms a trust. Uh, there's a, a, a bunch of things that happen that you can do, especially as you, as you build wealth, um, you need to start thinking about those plans and things like that because at the end of the day, um, most of us who have lost someone, uh, you know, it was it was just a few family members and you didn't have to you didn't have to fight over it. But there is when you when you're starting to make money and I know everybody on this call is starting to look at other you know those multiple streams of income. Uh, as you build wealth, you need to start thinking about estate planning and it should come along along with your wealth and your growth. Right, right. So we recently, you know, me and my wife just started to um, discuss, like we always had life insurance, you know, through our jobs. Um, and it's good to get those things through your jobs because what happens is if you have any pre-existing conditions or any other elements that most insurance carriers won't pick you up or I have, you know, you have a high premium if they do decide to pick you up, which most won't if you have a pre-existing condition. Um, but we just decided to decide that cause it's like, well, damn, if you know, something happened to me or something happened to her, definitely need to make sure that I at least got, you know, what our mortgage would be and, and the education for the girls covered along whatever funeral arrangements we decide to make. So I definitely understand that. And, you know, just, having more of a plan. I know, you know, death is a difficult thing, especially no one wants to think about the time they're going to die, you know, but definitely having a plan in, in, 
in place for uh, for our children, especially, you know, that that's a good thing. So, uh, Keenan, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, shoot over to you, bro. Uh, what, what's your thoughts? Well, um, what I would urge anyone to do, especially if you're in a um, if you're in a, a blended family, like I was, am, you know, uh, when my wife passed uh, because it was no will, you know, my family pretty much got torn apart. You know, now my um, I have two bonus kids, um, boys. And I knew for one, he was going with his father because he was like really in his life. But with my oldest, he just was absent and he didn't want to go. You know, and I mean, the weekend my wife passed. The next day, his father called like, oh, I'm bringing you to Japan next day. He's in Detroit. So, you know, for a kid, you 14 going on 15 and all that shit happening and your mama just passes. It's like, you know, I thought it was just bad character altogether. Um, if the will was in place, you know what I'm saying? Um, I, I, we, me and her, her and I already talked about it. You know, she would want him to stay, but we just didn't go get a, a will. You know, and that kind of fucked everything up. So I would say things like that to make sure however you want your family structured when you're um, gone, you know, it remains that. But who thinks you're going to die at 35? <laughs> you think you're going to see your kids. So you ain't even thinking about that shit. Yeah. I mean, that that is very true. But I mean, that I think that's kind of the reason um, I wanted to have this conversation, especially, you know, with us, you know, as black men on the call right now. Uh, we all know the situation in the world is happening with black men, you know, and we need to plan for these things. I mean, they're just black people in general. Like sometimes the shit, you know, you, you got to have a GoFundMe because auntie so-and-so died and they ain't have any insurance and they ain't have any, you know, now you got to try to sell off property to make sure you bury them properly. And then you left with the debt after that. So I think it's always important to just have those plans in place and just talk about it. Like, I mean, the one thing we know for for a fact in life is that we it's going to end. So you definitely need to plan for it and just have a, a solid, you know, system in place, especially for those who got kids, you know, so you can just not leaving them with a burden or a mountain of debt or anything like that. Like, I know I got a shit ton of student loan debt and my children going to be like, man, I dig this nigga up if he died with me and leave all his student loan debt to me, man. What the, like, so I just want to make sure, like, you know, you got them covering plan and things like that. So uh, I'm going to go to Kieran and then Matt. Um, definitely. Um Definitely had that conversation. Um, and me and Courtney talked about what happened about a year ago and certain things happened suddenly and I was knocking on Depp's door and I didn't have anything planned. And that really, really put some perspective in my head and making sure to have the family taken care of. And even when you're recovering from something like that, you still should have a plan and have something just just have something laid out because it's very important because a lot of times when those things are happening and if it's happening that suddenly you don't have time to try to, you know, write stuff down and get all these things done because you're just trying to hurry up and either stay alive or finish it or whatever it might be. It's a lot of times it's the planning and, and something is definitely needs to be talked about. All right. Uh, math. Um, I have life insurance through my job. Um, I don't have, uh, a will, but I need to get one. Um, 
Just How to much? Make sure. Cost gun. Uh, no, nah, I don't. I'm, half I'm a just, million. I'm just I don't care. Yeah. Y'all can give me. Um, but no, I have I have a very good life insurance policy through my job, but I still need to plan, like Smitty was saying, for the little details to make sure that there's less stress on my family when that time comes to plan everything and, and you don't have everybody fighting over stuff. And this, this is mine. Are we taking this? Are we taking that? Um, so, um, that's, that's, that's about it. Okay. Um, and then bro, what's your thoughts? Um, well, I got life insurance policies without my job and with my job. Just to make sure, you know, by us having to lose both our parents, we kind of got a inside of that shit kind of goes. So when my mom's died, it really woke me up, like, to think, like, she had all this stuff that I never even heard her talk about. So it made me plan mine a little bit better so y'all don't have to worry about, you know, like, financial burdens. You know, once I'm gone, you know, I have a policy for, like, you, one for uh, Kimmy, and then... uh one for heads and one for the girls. So everybody will get a little bit of something. And, you know, like I'm not planning no huge, you know, go away anyway. I think that's a waste of money. So I just want y'all, you know, to take the money and be able to live. I do need a will because I do have some things like collectibles that I want to go to certain people. So I probably should make a will. I haven't done that just yet. All right. Y'all heard everybody. I got that Air Force One box from 90, uh, 96. I can put my brother in. So he said he got I got his permission. Yeah, I, you don't have to put me in the ground in no thousand, no ten thousand dollar casket. Y'all can just cremate me. I ain't there no more, no way. Hey. I kind of feel the same way on that. I might do not ball out on my funeral, dog. Yeah. It's just a, it's just a waste. Y'all can use that money to live on with. That's why you if you don't if you don't want that, you can plan it. Like you can already get it paid for so that it ain't if you don't get that balling out, you know, mm. or or any of that you can get that to pay. If you want to be cremated, you can go ahead and pay for that up front, have it done, have the service kind of planned out. Um, My grandfather actually did that. He um he had everything picked out down to this nigga's socks, shoes, and everything. And then cool. and when it happened, it was just like you know everybody got to mourn. Nobody had to worry about you know yeah, the shit having to go shop for a I dead think. person. <laughs> Duh. I think hardest thing is planning for your funeral, you know, and I haven't started doing that. And I really, I know I should do that. Right. But I'm like, oh, I don't know if it's I really scary. want to do that. Like, that's kind of I mean, weird, but it is. Gotta, you got to muster through it because like he, like Keenan has a great story right there saying, Hey, he went, he, he went, he really went to the funeral. Like they didn't have to do a much, you know? So that's, that's huge for a family. See, I'm I'm kind of the opposite. I want like a clear casket with a mausoleum with an iPod that play nothing but the favorite songs I like with an internal flame. Uh, oh, internal internal battery life, like internal battery life. Oh, you like want some nigga to come shit. come have like, to charge it up every week? Like, I, I, yeah, solar solar, yeah, solar panel. I need y'all solar to charge power. that bitch up. You know, I need I need all I need a good playlist. You know, I don't need no bullshit. You know, I, I can only imagine if he wake up that music stop like, hey, wait, wait, wait. wait. Whoa, whoa, no, no, <laughs> nigga, who put on little yachty? I fuck you uh, up. I come y'all. play the informer on repeat. Damn, I, mean, I, would kill. I will say, as of recently, by me just getting like sick, like kind of sick now, they make me fill out all these paperwork about dying. And I'm gonna tell you that shit is eerie as hell to be like somebody 
asking you who you want to make your final decisions if you can't make decisions for yourself. That shit, that shit eerie. And I'm not even afraid of dying. It's just, it just make you feel weird, man. So I know planning my own funeral, that shit would seem weird as shit. So that's a good segue into that. Like, you know, I just want to ask people and y'all can do a quick round robin, but like, are y'all afraid of dying? Is there anyone that, that is afraid of dying? Um, and then the next thing I want y'all to think about is, do you think your parents did a good job explaining death to you as a child? Uh, so first, do you got a fear of dying? And then next, do you think your parents did a good job explaining death to you as a child? So, uh, um, Yes or no. I fear um, if I go before my time, what will happen with my kids? Right. You know, because uh, they'd be fucked up. So, you know. Will. Yeah. Plan. Well, not even just that though. Like my daughter be right. real fucked up. Right. Like just you know what I'm saying? Like I really yeah. can't. So that shit scares me into doing shit like going to the doctor. Because, you know, all bullshit aside, I can't fuck my kids up. So I gotta make sure I take care of myself so I'm here as long as I can be to where I do pass. It's you know what I'm saying, it's easier on her. Hell no, my family did not explain that shit to me. I handle that shit horribly. This shit is emotional. It's, I know that shit horribly. So somebody died, nigga. I ain't got to know him. I just feel it. You know what I'm saying? It just be, you know, so, yeah. Uh, Phil and Smitty. Um, my bad. Maverick didn't sit Smitty. Um, Maverick, I'm probably one of the only right ones. Now. I'm probably one of the only ones in the podcast that's not really afraid of death um, and somewhat embrace it so to speak, not in like a suicidal sort of way, but because of me growing up with the faith that I have, um, my belief is that the next life is better than this one. So why would I really be holding on to this one? Plus growing up kind of being a protector and and choosing the line of work that I I choose and I put myself in in harm's way for other people. Um, I, I don't I don't think I would be able to choose that that path if I had a, a real fear of death. Right. I mean, I'm not reckless, right. but at the same time, I'm not I don't I wouldn't shy away from, you know, what I'm saying somebody in the burning building. Let's go in there and try to get them out. Somebody in a car accident. Let's see if we can, you know, pull them out, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but uh, my parents didn't really prepare me or talk to me about how to deal with death, because honestly, I don't. I don't think they know how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is true. My mom and I are still dealing with my grandfather's death. And that was two years ago. You know what I'm saying? Um, I lost my aunt in February, right before all this COVID stuff kicked off. And my dad was like stoic as hell. Like we were asking like, you okay? You okay? I'm good. I'm good. Like, you know what I'm saying? Trying to keep busy mm-hmm. and never really let that emotion out. And what I'm finding in my, at my age now in my late thirties is uh, because I don't necessarily know the best way to deal with like the death of a loved one. It comes out in anger towards mm-hmm. people around me. When I get to certain, certain holidays, his birthday, father's day, something like that, I find myself to be like really angry around those days. And I couldn't figure it out you know, for the past couple of years until it hit me. And it was like, you still ain't really grieved, dude. 
Like you went through the, the preparation of the funeral and attending and all of that. And you just got back to regular life. You ain't really grieve. You know what I'm saying? So that's my two cents on it. Okay. You know, uh, when um around my wife's birthday, um, or just certain dates that's important, my like for the first two or three years, my daughter would just be on some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and her after she passed, my my daughter's behavior was I'm not gonna say it was bad. It just wasn't her. She was doing more shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I know a whole I done seen a whole lot of kids and badass kids. She was not close, but I knew it was out of character for her. You know, and then I noticed just by I don't know, may, maybe my a calendar uh in my mind, but I would withdraw and just go to myself. You know, I'm my only child, so I always do gotta have them times like I'm out in my garage, but I would really just withdraw and not really talk for like a week or two from like November through fucking at the the uh, New Year, you know. Uh, but I guess it gets easier with time. I mean, it does. It just you just do. You learn how to cope with shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you definitely do. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and and it's important to to enhance them coping skills and, and however you learn them and talk about them. It's definitely. Uh, some you want to look forward to it and make sure you have in your repertoire um, to, to, to handle. Cause obviously it can happen. Something you can know it's happening, but it still doesn't ease the pain of what it is. And especially, you know, how close you can be to that person. It, it just, you know, it never, it gets easier over time, but like, it definitely helps if you got something in your bag that, you know, to say, okay, I know that at this point, this is how I'm feeling and, and what I should be doing to, you know, to embrace this feeling, but also move past so, and to get to my stages of, of grieving and grief. Uh, Smitty and then, uh, Kay, I'm going to go to you. Um, so the I'm not afraid of dying anymore. Uh, you'd ask me that probably like a couple years ago, I would have, but I... Um, I'm no longer afraid. Um, I'm not feel, I'm not charging into a burning building. <laughs> um, but I'm definitely, um, I definitely that's don't want to die early. Huh? So that's why you're a maverick. <laughs> right. A calf. He a calf. <laughs> Separation issues. <laughs> uh, uh, but I don't, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not, I don't want to die early, but I don't know. I'm not like saying, okay, well, if I die tomorrow, um, I'm not afraid of it, but I don't want to necessarily like, like I still probably have a little bit of like, if I knew I was like coming to the end, I would be sad, but I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be scared or, or have a fear of it. And then I don't think any parents know how to explain death. Right. Like I don't, I don't even, it's almost impossible. I remember, the first funeral I went, I didn't even know the person. I remember as a little kid, you know, my aunt took us to the funeral and she, you know, and I was like, I was like, why is she in that box? And my aunt says she went to heaven. And that's how my aunt kind of explained to me, like, and I was like, well, why don't she just get up? Like, <laughs> you know, and it's kind of a, it's hard to explain that, um, you know, and uh, why are you crying or why are you sad? You know, and uh, my uncle did, my uncle did a, a decent job trying to explain it to me was that like 
Um, he he flipped it on his script though, which was kind of interesting. He said that he said everybody always always cry at funerals and and be happy when a baby comes in the world. He said you should really flip it. You should really cry when a baby comes in the world because this world is so sad and has um has negative connotations. When somebody wow. goes home to glory, that's when you should be happy and joyful. And so um so my uncle said that to me like i've always taken that to heart whenever i go to funeral i try not to like cry at funerals but i just kind of stay somber because that's what the mood of the funeral is but um but really like it really the like a true home going mean, like going home you know like it's that so uh so i think that's what i always take with me whenever i'm whenever i have to kind of explain like understand death is I explain that part like how my um my uncle explained it to me. That's a really good way of looking at it. I never even you know, never thought of it like that. That's the definitely a good way. Um and it's probably a good way to talk to when you tell children about it, probably a good way to kind of explain it to them to get them to see um the just just what it means. What what what's the next step after after this life, like what's what death is, you know, helping them explain that. Um, and I agree with you, Smitty. I don't think there is an easy way to explain to anyone why, you know, especially a child and a child's logic, you know, why someone is no longer here with us. So, uh, Kay and then bro, uh, you, you can finish us up. Um, I don't have a fear of dying. I have a fear of the way I would die. And it's more of a, an extreme, like if I were to, I used to have nightmares of falling, or drowning in the ocean and things like that. So Listen, it's kind of. <laughs> I don't want to make. I, I know it's a serious topic, but I really would hate to die like Mama Cash choking off a ham sandwich. That'd yeah. be like a biggest fear of mine. So I understand that. All right, my bad. I messed up the move. Go ahead. <laughs> no, nah, but just, I mean, I don't have the fear of it. I mean, like I said, I've been through it twice when I was very young and then just last year we're kind of just being really, 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 really that close. And I, I just not having that fear. I just, I mean, I'm, I'm cool with it. If it's my time, it's my time. I'm not going to get upset about it. Uh, like I said, I need to plan. I need to plan it out better. Um, but I don't have that fear. And then as far as my parents, um, like the other said, I mean, my first funeral was, probably when I was 10, my parents didn't really take me to any of the funerals. And then the person that, that did die, I didn't even know them. There was a, a it was a uh, cousin or something like that of, of the family. So I didn't even know them. So most of my life, it was all in the church. And so I always knew that when somebody passed, they went to heaven. And that was just, that was just always in my head. And so they never really had to explain anything. And I never really thought about that until when my mom passed about three years ago, I had to explain it to the boys. And thank goodness my wife is so much better than me. And she explained it very well. And it wasn't, it wasn't painful to them. It was more painful to me just because I'd known her longer, but it, it was a lot easier for her to deal with it and explain it. Than it was for me because it would have been more emotional for me if I were to have to explain something or explain why this and why that. 
and hey, it's something I wanted to deal with, especially with just like the way it happened. So, right. Um, but yeah, it's it's very hard to explain, and sometimes it all depends on the child. It depends on what's their understanding. Okay, I mean, it, and it's good to have somebody that you know that's better or that's equipped with being able to um, explain these things to you know. Like children, it's good to definitely have that in somebody that or person who was experienced with it, who you know was able to articulate, especially out of child's logic, you know, just what's going on and how to express to them, you know, what it means for this person who is no longer here with us. So, sure. um, and then, bro, go ahead and uh, finish us up. Um, well, I'm not afraid of dying, and so it's for myself, I'm more worried about. Because I always look after everybody. I'm more concerned about y'all after I'm gone. And just now me getting sick and me not taking care of myself shows how much it impacts everyone else. I always was selfish about the shit. I was like, oh, it ain't no big deal. Because I was only thinking of myself until I just had a conversation with our sister. And I just realized how fucked up she is behind me being sick. And I'm like, don't really worry about it because I'm okay in the Lord's eyes. So I'm I'm not really worried about that so much. And uh, our parents really didn't really give us any uh, explanation of death, to be honest with you. Kinda. Nah, that was like, here, nigga. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, our, grand- <laughs> our great-grandmother was really like the first one. Yeah. And uh, from there, it's just been, you know, to <laughs> deal with it. Like, I deal with death, you know, certain ways I truly much don't think about them no more. Except for like my mom, but most people when they die, I pretty much put them in a box and say, all right, it's over with. I see you when I see you. But some deaths are harder than others to deal with. I mean, some are um, definitely harder to deal with than others. And it it takes a minute. Um, And like I said, it's definitely going through those stages and grief. It is important to know that you need to go through each stage and give each stage its time uh, while going through grief, you know, to give the respect they deserve to make, to help you in your processing of it and and going forward. Um, To me, I am going to be the only person to say, yeah, I am afraid of dying. I am uh, scared of that shit. Um, And I don't know if it's the actual dying you know, I don't want to die in an embarrassing way. Like I said, I'm choking off a ham sandwich. That'll fuck me up. Like, really, this fat-ass nigga died off a ham sandwich. I definitely don't want to do nothing like that. But, like, in the in the series, I know, man, I got to be goofy, man. That's my, that's, that's my defense mechanism. But on a serious note, like, you know, I am afraid of dying. And I think it's more so because of the unknown. It's like, what you don't really know what the fuck is going to, you know, don't happen, right? I know what you, I got faith in and what I read and what I believe. But, like, the thing is, it's like, you know, if I could have a user manual as to what heaven going to be like, you know, that would be really, you know, helpful. You know, like I could go through a walkthrough guide. Like, you know how you just play video games and they get you a walkthrough guide for heaven? That would be cool. Like, oh, shit, if I do up, down, up, down, I get guide mode and, like, everything would be good, right? Like, I could have something to do or, you know, something knowing because I'm a planner and I like to know. I like to have what's going on. And obviously, you can't do that, right? It ain't for you to know. It's for you to have faith and, and, and go to the the beyond. But yeah, I am afraid of dying, uh, especially dying young, having two parents that died, you know, relatively young. That shit is like, well, fuck, you know, if I do the math, I got like a good 10, 15 years left, <laughs> you know, before the, you know, in the math between the first one 
appearing down in the second one. So it's like shit, you know, not that that is an indicator, you know, totally different lives, totally different environments that we grew up with, but still in my head is just like, shit, I'm on, you know, 18 years left, 15 years left, you know, they ain't, they ain't much time at all. So I am, I am, I will admit that I am afraid of dying, but I, you know, I, I work out the steps and, you know, I try to be more in my faith and think about, you know, just like I said, like, that's why I wanted to kind of have this conversation of planning because the more I can plan beforehand, the better I'll be in, in thinking that like, damn, I didn't leave the girls off bad. You know, I didn't leave my wife off bad. I didn't leave my brother or my family or my, you know, all y'all. I didn't leave y'all fucked up because, you know, damn, it, it happened. You know, I, I plan in a way that I can let y'all grieve without having to worry about fighting over who's going to get my 93 starter jacket, right? Like, who going because, I mean, I ain't seen this shit happen. I ain't seen niggas fight over petty shit family-wise. And it's like, man, somebody, your loved one just died and you fighting over some bread 11s? Like, that's... You know that's this shit is pointless. So don't um, worry, I got. I'm gonna make sure I have a will. No one has to fight over my gym shoe collection. Nigga, that shit. Honestly, mine. though, we need to fight with each other to make sure we all healthy. Like, yeah, real like, shit. Like a physical like, fight. Like, no. oh, I'm about to say because you know, yo, refer back to ass a, back, nigga. I'm about to refer to you. Come back to a couple episodes ago because I will no, shoot you. Real shit though. We we need to. Like, we getting older, bro. I'm trying to see all of us have great-grands and shit if we can, or grandkids. Like, dog, we got to be, like, on this shit working out. Like, all right, everybody go get a motherfucking dumbbell, nigga, on Zoom. Fuck it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Eating That's better. True. Like, real shit. Real shit, I've been dog. walking. I've been going out to walk, like, uh, about six miles every Sunday morning. That's wow. been But I, I, I've changed my diet completely because this whole situation is, like, I felt fine. And Are I, you going next Sunday? Yeah, I go every Sunday. Um, just shoot, shoot me a text. And okay, we come ain't that far you from do. your crib. Yeah. We just go walk through Heinz Park. Oh yeah, I meet, I meet y'all. Uh, you know. Yeah, I, I make sure next Sunday I put you in the chat and hit mm-hmm. you. But yeah, it's just like I was fine, man. and then they did some blood work, and they come to show I wasn't fine, which is crazy. But you know, that's just how life is, man. It, there is no manuals. It'd be nice if it was, but it ain't. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie, man. Um, I'm over here muted. It's easier to talk about when I pass than it is to easy than it is to talk about or hear when y'all gonna pass or like other loved ones. Like that's tough. Yeah. Like to hear y'all talk about this, like it, it low key made me emotional. Yo, y'all can climb if y'all want to, but that's that's tough. You're making no fun now because I'm about to climb. Uh, I'm about to climb. Can I just say something? Brunson keeps talking about he's scared about dying on a ham sandwich, but he don't even eat ham sandwich. If he said a turkey sandwich, then I would be more scared, but he don't even freaking <laughs> eat the ham sandwich. I do. I got a whole pack of Black Forest ham in my refrigerator. Thank That's you why there's a whole pack of it in there. Like, yeah, yeah. If that was, that turkey, was that lunch he, meat he was eating no earlier, though. <laughs> that was that lunch meat he was eating earlier. <laughs> he, don't, he don't even eat ham. Listen, I've known him. That, he will... He would he would eat a turkey sandwich, okay? But a ham sandwich, like, it got ham on it. Mm, I guess so. <laughs> I eat ham. Hey, man, I ain't had ham in so long, dog. That shit crazy. <laughs> yeah, I don't fuck What, what lunch meat are you eating right now? Yeah, I, I had a slice turkey. of turkey. Just <laughs> <it out. laughs> Honey roasted turkey. He gonna eat a ham sandwich and die off the ham sandwich because he fucking talked about it. <laughs> Probably. That's just my luck. Dumb fucking luck that way. 
Look, y'all messed up my field joke because because field went went dark all of a sudden. No, no black joke attended, but the field went dark all of a sudden. That nigga all I got was crying. crying. That just lets you know how much you care for y'all. Yeah, nigga. man. That's my favorite, my favorite thing was then then he took a bite of that cookie though. Yeah, that nigga <laughs> eating the shit out of that cookie. What is that chip ahoy? That bitch is delicious. Nah, you got toll house? house joints. I, I baked. knew it was yeah. toll house. Oh shit! You know, look, okay. look, look, he like him so much. Listen, I never seen him bake some cookies. cookies in the middle of the day though. Look, what look, kind wait, of nigga? I never seen nobody. I ain't never seen nobody get old, nigga. That's old man shit. I ain't never seen nobody dip the cookie, eat the cookie, then drink the milk right behind. Right, he drinks the milk behind it. Hey, that I'm nigga had a whole science shit, and I'm seeing him doing that. I'm like, this nigga <laughs> went in there, and he probably made them bitches while we been doing this. He, he like, did. Oh, he started with sure that, that nigga. Did he was a, a, he was a yeah. greedy, fat, skinny. <laughs> nigga. That nigga had a serious bite to it. He was like, <laughs> like, like that nigga was like, he about to get into his R and B talk bad, not to sing it bad, but when they in the middle of the song, like, yeah, baby, mm, just the way you taste. I eat you all day. So sucking. <laughs> I, I surely preheated that oven as soon as we started. That's a damn shame. So, you, right, so you you just had a taste for cookies. I feel you all the time. My wife buy them like back to back to back. She trying. I need to. I real realistically, yeah, I, I need to get off of sugar. Yeah, it is, yeah. but since since this shutdown and stuff, like that's my comfort food. I be eating. Well, it. you know, that's since it. you shut down, look up a recipe for sugar free cookies. I ain't eat no sugar free cookies. Yeah. <laughs> if you want your seat, look, yeah. look, see. That shit don't even sound. That shit don't hey. even sound. He likes, he likes look so what here. I want you to do is go to Target. I'm going to tell you, though. And eat it. Not At Walmart, play-doh. they have sugar free pies. They're a dollar. They got their they're, they're little uh, personal. They are not bad. You put a little uh, sugar free ice cream. Well, they on got it. aspartame in it. I don't Probably. Know. Some of that sugar free uh, stevia. Bad. Some, Some of, of like yeah. the sugar You got to find the right stuff. Yeah, like the skinny cow ice cream ain't bad yeah. or halo. We getting too old. Halo ice cream ain't bad. Man, that's your nasty. I like sugar free jelly. You have to do what you have to sugar do. Sugar free yeah, jelly man. ain't bad. Sugar free syrup is like yeah. I'd rather not eat it than eat sugar free. I don't like substitutes. I mean, I'm, I'm eat with it, you. I ain't gonna eat it. I'd rather uh, eat that. All right, thank you, fellas. Thank y'all for listening to part one of our life after death episode. Please stick around. Hop on over to part two where we finish up the conversation. Uh, where we talk about speaking to people beyond the grave and why black people take so long to receive medical help thank you all and fuck your feelings one